So Governor Holcomb, he went to Taiwan. He went to South Korea. I don't mind that trip because I have made the argument here repeatedly over the last couple of years, we need to be doing more to bring manufacturing to Indiana. We should be much more aggressive and proactive about it. So when I see the governor doing something that I approve of, that I've been talking about, I'm going to say, well, solid. This is the the right move. The question is, is it going to bring us anything? Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com. You've spoken with, with Governor Holcomb, so that makes one of us. Uh, talking about this, this trade uh, trip, uh, are we going to hear about results or is this about planting the seeds on a long-term play? Uh, I, I think both, uh, Tony. You know, typically these these trade trips, trade missions, um, if you will, are about relationships. They typically don't uh, generate, unless it's pre-ordained, uh, uh, if you will, uh, actual deals at the time, but uh, something that's uh, you know made to build upon. Uh, however, there is or there seems to be a sense of urgency now when it comes to uh, microelectronics and the electric vehicle batteries, for example, and components in that uh, sector. And we have seen some successes. We see the, uh, the Stellantis deal in uh, Kokomo with uh, Samsung SDI, which is a couple billion dollars, 1,400 jobs. We see uh, the um, uh, investment in South Bend, potentially New Carlisle, which could be a couple of billion dollars and 1,600 jobs. So we're beginning to see those things. So this trip was about uh, really cultivating and enhancing those relationships with the biggest semiconductor uh, companies in the world uh, in Taiwan, electric vehicle uh, component makers in um, uh, South Korea as well. So I think it was a combination. I think we're beginning to see investment, but there's so much money, Tony's billions and billions of dollars is going to be invested in these in these two sectors so indiana's trying to get their share and and so uh, they they should i I want to see that happen uh part of this chip issue has been of course when you talk about new cars and the the lack of 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 new cars Uh, car dealerships all over central indiana all over the the state that are are near empty and have been for well over a, a year is there any talk from uh, speaking of chips on, on this specific subject any talk from car dealers or or the manufacturers we have whether it's Subaru or or the others about when there's a new timeline for this to to get resolved um, the, on the latest it was uh people thinking first quarter 2023 or, or a little bit beyond, do they still feel this is right, or are they feeling uh, this, this is going to push out even further? Uh, it's a great question. And, and, you know, I've talked to several uh, some car dealers uh, who, uh, who just don't know. They say we flat don't know. We don't see any, any end in sight, really. The, the speculation is maybe the first quarter of next year, but uh, a lot of question marks and uncertainty swirling around that industry. Uh, it's uh, it's difficult to get a new car <laughs> right now uh, in in so many ways. So we'll see how it plays out. Part of the the, uh, the conversation too, I know, taking place on this trade trip was about strengthening uh, supply chains and getting those supply chains uh, uh, you know back in order. So w- we will see how that uh, how that rolls out. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, uh, looking at. Um uh, the, the the site and going over uh, some of this there's there's a technology conversation going on everywhere 
uh, ISU, uh, they're adding a logistics hub uh, to, to, to Plainfield. You've got Allison getting DOD funding to, to mm-hmm. develop next generation uh, trans, uh, transmissions. Uh, there are these things that are moving in the state. When you talk to the, the business leaders uh, around, we've already heard Dave Ricks talk about education being a serious yeah. problem in, in Indiana. What are they telling you is their pressing problem going into 2023? Talent. Uh, plain and simple, one word is talent, and it, it's and it doesn't matter the, the sector, it doesn't matter the industry. It's finding uh, a talent, whether it's the, the technical talent needed to uh, uh, work at some of these uh, companies or uh, in the hospitality industry. We see uh, all the time now. It seems. Uh, companies may be uh, uh, closing up early, uh, restaurants closing up early because they can't find help. Uh, on the flip side, as you look at, as we were talking about electric vehicle batteries, for example, this investment in uh, it's a General Motors joint venture near South Bend that uh, that may be going in there, a couple of billion dollars, 1,600 jobs. Basically, that's it's a clean room manufacturing type environment. You don't need a four-year college degree. You need training. Uh, perhaps it's an associate's degree, but you need you need training uh, to work there. Indiana has to get their arms around this whole workforce uh, uh, deal. And um, the guy asked the governor that question, can Indiana provide the workers? He feels confident that the state can do that, but it's going to take all the universities uh, involved. Ivy Tech has got to play and will play, I think, uh, a, a major role in it. But I think, Tony, to answer your question, it continues to be uh, that that uh, that whole talent equation. So there's an interesting uh, thing that that is being noticed, and this is uh, anecdotal conversation. I'm not going to reveal uh, uh, sources of, of something interesting that's happening, that on the more starter jobs, right? Those entry-level jobs. Employers are starting to see a lot more applications. Uh, food service, for example, things like that. Now, I've only heard this anecdotally. I cannot apply this across a, a broad spectrum. But I think it's interesting, as interest rates are continuing to go up, and you already have the, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, saying, get ready for a target rate of 3.75. We're only at two and a quarter, two and a half right now. So we're talking about another two points that we're going to see uh, grow on, 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 on interest rates. And Lord knows what's going to do to mortgage rates, car rates, etc. cetera. Uh, you hear about housing that's going to go down 20% as some experts uh, describe it. And you're seeing in the entry level, more applications come in. So when we talk about talent, the question is, what do we have for the higher-end jobs? How many people do we have for the more entry-level jobs? But if there are indeed more people applying for entry-level, it's because people have realized that they can't live on those savings anymore because maybe those savings are gone, and maybe any dollars they were getting from COVID are now over, and you won't have any more eviction uh, relief it's time to get back to work. Even Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan is saying, if you're not in the seat, you don't have the job. Two questions for you. Number one, are we seeing more people apply for jobs, believing that the, the days of uh, lackadaisicalness are over? And number two, is there going to be a push in downtown Indianapolis specifically to say, get back in the office building or find a job somewhere else? Uh, great questions. I, on, on the first uh, question, in terms of those entry-level uh, positions, I don't have any data on that, but but it would seem to make potentially make sense uh, as you look at the economy and, and where things are. 
with mortgage rates, with with uh, obviously gas prices, all those things have been talked about for some time. Inflation, uh, a big issue. Perhaps that is what is driving that. If in fact that's uh, that's the case, uh, I, and I think you know, getting back to work, and I saw Jamie Diamond's comments. I thought they were interesting, and, and it, I, I think it's going to be a company by company decision. I don't think there's going to be a widespread uh, you know push to do that, but I think there are companies who uh, who say, look, you've got to be in the office. It's better for creativity, c- collaboration, all those kinds of things to be face-to-face. And you see some companies making that statement and doing it. Others are going uh, actually back to the whole talent thing, saying, uh, hey, we've got, to, we've got to be flexible. We've got to offer uh, employees the ability to work from home, the ability to work remotely if we're going to attract them. So I think it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. But, but I do sense – that there are more than a few companies who want to get back to more of an in-person type workplace. 